Hi everybody, Mike Wardrock from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. I'm sorry that I'm coming to you on video today, but um, as you can hear, I probably shouldn't be in the building with you. So uh, God put a message on my heart this week that I'm just really excited to share with you. So bear with me with the awkward video side of um, preaching and um, let's just roll with it, have a bit of fun and ignore my beautiful voice that I'm presenting to you today. Hey, we're in the last week of a five-week series on the Holy Spirit, and it has been a cracker. If you miss, if you missed our encounter nights, we've got another one coming up this week, and they have been really powerful times. And our ministry time and our learning about the Holy Spirit times been really beautiful. Um, I want to encourage you. If you missed week one of this series, I'd really encourage you to go ahead and listen to that. Pastor Mike talked about um, who is the Holy Spirit, and I'm really not going to go into that at all today. So I encourage you to go and have a listen to that because it's really important. But today we're going to be talking about walking in step with the Holy Spirit. How many of you here have walked a puppy, right? Or seen someone walking a puppy? It's hilarious. With a puppy, they're super excited, right? They'll walk over that way and they'll walk over that way and they'll pull you here and they'll pull you there and then all of a sudden they're tired and you've got to drag them along and then they get this burst of energy and they run between your legs and you trip over and it's hilarious anyway. It's so funny watching someone. I'm sure it's not that funny like actually walking a dog, but I don't have a puppy, so it's just fun to watch. But in the same line, if you've ever seen someone walking an old dog, it walks really slower but firmer. It doesn't run between your legs but stays close to your side. It knows when you're going to stop and it's, it's, it's there almost as if, you know, you haven't even had to tug the line and it just stops. An old dog who's walked alongside you for 10 years knows when you go like that, it means sit. An old dog knows the way in which you move and so walks steadily alongside you. And I think walking in the spirit is a little like this. It's so fun having a puppy and we all wish we had the energy of a puppy. But there is so much beauty in walking in step with someone that you've walked with for so many years. When we think of the Holy Spirit and we talk about walking in step with the Spirit, for some of us it can it can actually feel quite daunting, quite hard to know even where to start, and that's what I want to get into today in our sermon. The questions we might have is like things like, is coming to church on a Sunday going to keep us in step with the Spirit? What does it even look like to be in step with the Spirit outside of this place? How do we get how do we take the Spirit into my whole life? How can I turn an encounter into a lifelong relationship with the Holy Spirit? Well, I had an encounter with God at the age of four, with the presence of his Holy Spirit at the age of four. But I had to learn as many years went on how to live a life in step with him. Now, I don't do it perfectly, but I think I am at the stage where I don't need a big, hard pullback to get back into line. When I know that I'm walking, um, I'm not in line with the Spirit. After almost 33 years, I'm able to pick that up pretty fast. 
So what does it look like to be walking in line with the Spirit? Well, actually, that's not hard to answer. We're going to start a whole series on Galatians next. I'm really excited. Galatians is a wonderful book of the Bible. And so I'm not going to go in and explain this very much. But in Galatians 5, it just talks about the fruits of the Spirit. So it says the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, and gentleness. So I guess what the scripture is saying is that if we walk in line with the Spirit, we're lovely people who are patient, they're full of joy, we are kind people doing good, we have, we're gentle people full of self-control. Now, I know it's easy to laugh and go, oh, yeah, right. But I actually think, friends, that God is saying that if we are walking in line with the Holy Spirit, then we can have those characteristics of God. We can have the characteristics of the Spirit. Do you know, as I get older and as I walk many, many more years in line with the Spirit, I'm starting to see some of those characteristics come out more and more. Like an old dog. Don't call me a dog. But like an old dog. I'm starting to understand my owner, or rather, as I'd like to say, my maker, my father. So let's open up our Bibles today to Romans 8 and start with me in verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind covered by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. But those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. When we live by the flesh, we are shaped by the flesh. Now, you would have at some point in your life probably watched a movie. Uh, I think it's like The Little Rascals where, um, or... Um, I don't know, there's some movies anyway where they picture an old grumpy man, right? He's like at the end of his life and he's just this old grumpy man. Can I tell you, sometimes that's what happens when we walk in the flesh year after year after year. So we start to be shaped by the flesh and by the world rather than shaped by the spirit. And it does make us into this person that doesn't look anything like the fruits of the spirit. When we're shaped by the flesh over many years, we start to look like the flesh. But when we're shaped by the spirit over many years, we start to look like the spirit. We start to become fully alive. We're given purpose and direction. At the end of that little part we just read, it says, it even goes on to, it goes on to say that by the flesh we cannot please God. So when we live by the flesh, we actually can't please God. That's big. That's huge. But it goes on to say in verse 13, if you just jump down a little bit, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of your body, you will live. Now, how many of us here are here in the building? But we wouldn't say that we're fully alive. Our lives don't really feel like they have a lot of meaning. And when we live by the flesh, we just simply go through the motions day by day by day. God is calling us to live a life fully alive. And this is why we need to learn to walk in line with the Spirit so we can be fully alive, not just going through the daily motions of school, work, home, sleep, etc., but fully alive in Christ. John 10, 27-28. 
My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. So church, how do we walk in line with the Spirit? Well, I want to give you three really practical things that I do um, to help me walk in line with the Spirit. Before I give you those three, I want you to put a heading if you're taking notes. Just write daily because these three points that I'm going to give you need to be done daily. I remember my pastor saying for so many years, read your Bible every day, journal every day. And I reckon it took me like six years before I started to lean into that. I started to press into reading my scripture every day and journaling every day and and being in tune with the spirit. Oh man, it must have frustrated him to no end. But anyway, think about it a little bit like this. If you're in this room, if you're you're in church today, or perhaps you're online and you don't Connect with someone outside of that one-off meeting once a week on a Sunday. You never really build that relationship that you're craving, that you're looking for. But when you go out for a meal with someone, when you go around to their house, when you get to know them, when you see them multiple times a week, then you really know who they are. You start to get to know them on a much deeper level. And when you're married with someone, you see them every day. And for better or perhaps sometimes worse, you really get to know them. Same with the Spirit. When you do things that I'm going to mention in a moment daily, you start to be more in tune with the Spirit. You start to get to know Him as you meet with Him daily. So the three things that I do, the first one is listening or prayer. I know that it can feel hard sometimes to hear the Spirit, but I'm giving you ways that you might be able to just help you hear the Lord a little bit easier. And one of the practical ways that I listen, I help myself listen to God and help myself in prayer, is I actually go through a four-step process before I sit and just listen to what the Spirit is saying. I made this up 16 years ago. Um, You can probably make up your own one if you want to, but this is what kind of, I guess, like a little liturgy liturgy that I go through. Um, Number one, I take a moment to praise God. I, I just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are and what you've done. I worship you in this moment. I thank you for all that I'm giving. And then number two, I spend a moment in confession, in repentance, and I simply ask God to forgive me. And I ask him to um, just heal me. It started to rain outside, so you might be able to hear that. It's a beautiful sound. I believe it's the rain of the Holy Spirit. So I come to that time of confession. And then number three, I ask God to clear any distractions that are from the enemy, anything that might come to distract me or to take my mind off what he wants to say to me. And then number four, I clear my own mind of my own thoughts. and I simply say, Jesus, I rebuke my own thoughts that are in my mind in the name of Jesus and just ask that I hear your voice clearly. And then I say, Lord, speak. And I listen. And I take a moment every day just to try and listen to the Lord. I once heard a pastor say, she said, I don't, I don't say to people, oh, I'll pray for you when I get home anymore. She'll pray for them right then and there. But if someone says, oh, can you pray for me this week? She says, I'll pray for you if the spirit brings you to my mind. And I, when I first th- heard that, I was like, oh, that um, seems a bit weird. But then I started to think about it. And I was like, yeah, if we're walking in line with the spirit, we should be able to hear what the spirit needs us to pray for, wants us to pray for. And so I actually want to, us to try that today. Like I said, I want this to be practical. So what we're going to do is we're going to invite the Spirit to speak to us. We're simply going to take just one minute to pray for somebody. 
And what we're going to do, you're not going to move out of your seat. Simply going to sit there and I encourage you to open up your hands. And we're going to take a minute. And what I'm going to say is God brings someone to your mind that he wants you to pray for. That's it. And when that person comes to your mind, whoever comes to your mind, just pray for them. Just take one minute just to pray for them. All right? Let's pray. Well, Father God, we ask that you would bring someone to our mind who you would like us to pray for. Jesus' name. Amen. If you didn't finish praying, you can pray for them later. Guys, when we take a moment just to hear from the Lord, it's really powerful and to allow him to guide us as we walk with him. Now, some of you might be thinking, oh, it was just me. I just thought of that person because they were sitting next to me. Maybe you did. What's the worst thing that comes from that? You just prayed for them. So there's no harm in trying it, hey? So you can, you can listen and you can spend time in prayer every day and that'll help. The second thing is to lean into the scriptures. I love the Bible in a year that we've been doing. Um, but we're halfway through the year and I felt the Lord really speak to me the other day. He said, it's not enough. I need you to press into the scriptures. And I was like, what? I'm reading a lot of scripture, God. And he's like, I want you to lean into the scriptures. I want you to lean in and ask me what I want you to hear through that. And so I think for all of us, leaning into the scriptures is a way in which we stay in line with the spirit. How you choose to do that is, is your own choice. I've been going through this Bible in a year thing and it's been great. You can jump in right now and do the last half with us if you want. But one of the scriptures that God gave to me when we planted this church was Psalm 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet into a light and a light unto my path. I believe that God's scripture is a, word, is a way that guides us. It guides our paths and leads us on the path that you've got for us. And number three, I spend a moment in praise and worship. For some of you that's listening to worship music, I love listening to worship music. But for me, it's actually at two o'clock in the afternoon. If the sun's out, you'll probably find me on my porch out there. And I'll just spend a moment just thanking God for the, the birds and the skies and the things that the skies, there's only one sky, and the things that he created. I just take a moment to worship. John 4, 23 says, Yet a time is coming and has now come that the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. So can I encourage you, if you want to stay in line with the Spirit, do those three things. Listen, lean into the Scriptures, and spend some time in praise and worship every day. So how do you know if it's a, I'm sorry if I'm a bit gross here, everyone. I am. I love you all. You are my family, and I am. I'm going to keep pressing on. So how do you know if it's the Spirit or you speaking? It's something I hear all the time. How do I know if it's the Spirit, or what if I'm just making it up in my head? You know, you're not wrong to ask those questions because 1 John 4 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So how do I know if it's me or the Holy Spirit? Well, the first thing is it must align with the scriptures. Mike talked about this in week one of this series. 
But if you're trying to hear the Spirit and you hear something from the Spirit and it contradicts the Scriptures, then it's not from the Spirit. And I think it's really important that we understand this, especially now in 2021. People always say to you, trust your feelings. And I'm going to talk about feelings in a moment. They're important. But I say trust the Scriptures over your feelings. Just because the world says it's this way, unless Jesus says it's this way, then it's wrong. It's the wrong way. Simple as that. If it's not Jesus's way, then it's the wrong way. So we follow the scriptures, and then there is an element of knowing the feeling. Mike, a couple of weeks back, said the um, talked about the theology of tingles. Not a thing. Not a real thing, anyway. Um, but essentially, what he was saying is there are feelings that the spirit brings up inside of you, and learning about them is really important. So for me, I can sense the spirit in this pit of my stomach. So if something is happening that is against God, especially in the spiritual realm, I can sense it in my spirit. I'll know there's something going on that I need to fight in the spiritual realm. And so there'll be times where I'll be praying, I'll be worshiping, and I'll just have to stop and pray in the spirit for you guys because I feel like God's doing, God wanting to do something, and and something in the spirit is fighting against that. The other way for me, I know when the Spirit's falling upon me uh, for healing. And I know that because for me, when the Spirit of God falls on me in healing, I can feel it in my right hand. I know that sounds a bit weird and I don't know why it's my right hand and not my left, but I can feel it when the Spirit of God is on me for healing. I can feel it in my right hand. Now, I've learned that over many, many years of walking in line with the Spirit and trying to work out what's me and what's Him. And I've also learned over the years of working out what's not Him. I know when what's rising up inside me is my own thoughts. I know when what's rising up inside of me is my own feelings. I can tell when the spirit is with me or when I'm trying to fight things in my own strength. And it's just whether I'm willing to listen to that. But we all know the feelings aren't everything. They're one part of it. Scripture is one part of it. And I want to encourage you, if you're not sure if you're hearing from the Spirit or not, or you're not sure if, this, if you're walking in line with the Spirit, look at the patterns of your life. When someone comes up and angers you, how do you respond? Do you respond with joy and peace and self-control? Or do you wind down the window and do something you know you shouldn't? What's the patterns that you're seeing in your life? What's the outworking that you're seeing in your life? When you do something wrong or do you fall into the pit of shame, the spiral of shame. Because if you look in Romans 8 verse 1, it says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. So if you're falling into shame, it's actually not the spirit at work in you. When you do something wrong, the pattern might be that you feel guilt, yes. Guilt's not necessarily bad. But if you fall into a a pit of shame and you, you go... And you don't go from guilt to humility and transformation, but you're living in shame, and that's not of the spirit. You're not a person living of the flesh anymore. You're a person living of the spirit. So I encourage you, watch the patterns. Watch what comes out through different things in your life. Don't watch them so you can feel bad, but watch them so you can have transformation in your life. So what does it look like when someone is full of the spirit. Well, last week I was on kids ministry 
And I was wandering around towards the end of kids' ministry and I was like, what are all these white and black beads that are all over the ground? And I said to the kids, I think there's a bean bag that's exploded. Um, we might need to clean this up, you know, thinking little kids and whatever else. Anyway, I wandered around. Then I, I went home. We had people here and I wandered in, went to the bathroom, came back. I'm sharing there. Um, came back and I was like, what are all these black and white dots on the ground in my house? And then I kind of went, hang on, kids' ministry where I was, my home where I am. What's the common denominator? It's me. And then I looked down and I found these shoes. And I was like, oh, dear. And you might not be able to see very well, but there's quite a big gap there where all the beads had come out and gone all around my house and all around the kids' ministry space. But this is kind of what it's like when the Spirit's at work in someone. You can actually see where they've been. You can actually, what, what leaves behind them and what flows out of them. You can actually tangibly see it. Another example I want to share with you. This is a rose and it's beautiful. It's not fully open yet, but we are in the middle of winter. It's beautiful. It smells like a rose. No, it doesn't taste like a rose. It smells like a rose. It's beautiful. It looks like a rose. It's great, right? This is how we want to look. But can I be honest? Most of us look like this. This is also a rose. Everything that's in this is in this. But it's not alive like the spirit wants us to be alive. It's still a rose. It's got all the good things in it. But it doesn't look like how it should look when the spirit's inside of us. Romans 8 verse 14 says, For those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about by your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. So if you are walking in line with the Spirit, people should see it. Why not ask somebody, what characteristics do they see in you? Someone who's going to be honest with you. Church, unless we're willing to ask these kind of questions, we're going to stay stuck looking like this. It's a blessing to have people tell you the truth in love, church. Let people around you do that. This is the difference between people who want to have the feeling or the transformation, as Mike said in week one of this series. When someone is filled with the Spirit, they are transformed. You know, people I look up to are not those with the biggest platform, but those who walk in line with the Spirit. I really believe to walk in line with the Spirit, you need to be filled with the Spirit. Can you be a Christian without that? Yes. But I believe that every Christian is given the Spirit and every Christian needs to be filled with the Spirit. If you have not been filled with the Spirit, can I encourage you to start there? Because many of you want to walk in step with the Spirit, but right now you're just simply doing it in your own strength. Let yourself first be filled with the Spirit and then let Him guide you in these things. First be filled, then walk in step with the Spirit. My challenge is for you is to walk daily in the Spirit and to let Him work through you so you overflow. If you want the gifts of the Spirit, the truth is daily listening, daily worship, and dying, daily, day, day, dying daily to self is so important. It's saying that, you want more of the Spirit, 
than how much you care about the person sitting next to you and what they think of you. That you want to walk in line with the Spirit more than you care about what the person outside of this room is going to think of you. So if you if you want your life to have things of the Spirit and you honestly, can I honestly tell you, start your journey on your knees. That's why the first of my four points is listening to the Holy Spirit. It's taking a minute to praise him. It's taking a minute to worship him. That's why it's the first of the steps. Because when I start on my knees, I end up exactly in the place the Spirit can speak and use me from. So band, you can come on up and I'm going to pray for us. And Pastor Mike is going to lead you from here. But today as we finish this series, the best way to end a series on the Holy Spirit is to surrender to the Holy Spirit. And I want to invite you to do that today. I invite you to come and fall to your knees in reverence of who he is and let the Spirit guide you in every area of your life. Let's pray, church. Well, Father God, I thank you that you want to walk in line with us. Lord God, that you have given us a spirit to know you, to guide us, to lead us. So, Lord, let us walk in step with you, Father. But let us start by walking in step with you, by climbing to our knees, pouring out ourselves to you as you pour into us, Lord God. So, Holy Spirit, come, move, empower Transform our lives and help us walk in line with you. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are. We thank you for your Holy Spirit presence. Guide us to be more in line with you. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. God bless, church. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you were able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We would love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to financially support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.